You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols. We're NBA heavy today. Maybe a little NFL draft, too. We'll see. It's been a great playoffs. The NBA is in full swing, and uh, there are some things that happen with seeding that have made this particularly interesting. But I think as we sit here a week and a half into the playoffs, I don't think anybody knows which way is up or down. Well, since we're talking about basketball, I just want to give a shout-out to Robert Bricky and just give you a heads up. I know you can jump out of the gym and all, but the best ability is availability. You know what I'm talking about? I had a dream last night, and this is a real thing. I, I swear I'm not making this up. You know how you wake up and sometimes you can remember your dreams vividly? Oh, yeah. Even the this the sort of dialogue in them. So Brandon and I just bought the steel pig about Hold a month up. You ago. Hold up. You were dreaming about me? No. Okay. <laughs> had nothing to do with you. But I'm, I have to give this context for folks around the world who don't know that we bought the steel pig. We, we own a restaurant now in downtown Sanford. And the first month has been hellish, to say the least. The only mm. thing more oh. over... The only thing more <laughs> overrated than the restaurant business is natural childbirth. <laughs> That's it how is, painful it, it is. We, 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 are, we are kicking the training wheels off, and it's been an adventure so far. Sounds like it's the training something. wheels are kicking you off. The, the but, training wheels you know. have gotten the, the best of us a couple of days. But we, it's, everything is going better than we could have hoped for. But it has taken a lot of energy and a lot of work. So if I sound a little sluggish this morning, that's why. Now, here's what I dreamt, and this is, I swear, hand on a Bible, this is this is a real dream. I'm in the restaurant, and Scotty Pippen walks in. Oh, snap. <laughs> and Scotty has a steak. He's having a good time, and he's leaving the restaurant, and I realized, oh, my God, that was Scotty Pippen. So I walk over to Scotty, and I said, hey, I didn't know you lived in Sanford, North Carolina. And he said, well, I don't. I moved to Fayetteville. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I said, hey, we do a little radio show up in Sanford, and uh, we'd love to have you on. And he's like, man, I really don't do a lot of that, man. Those those guys, you know, you never know what you're going to get with radio, and, and you know, it's more like work, and, and I just really don't know. And I was like, oh. And he's like, well, who else is on the show? And you said Brandon Atkins. And I said, well, me and Brandon and Trent and Dave – but Robert Bricky, and he was like, oh, Bricky. I remember Bricky when he was at Duke. And I said, yeah, man, you know, Bricky's on there. You, you should come in. He said, no, 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 no. I've listened to your show. Whoa. And I, I'm definitely not coming on because you guys are going to make me sound stupid like Bricky does on the air. I swear that <laughs> happened. And I was like, what are you talking about, my boy? And then me and Scottie Pippen get in a fight. What? Oh. Yeah. How'd that go? Me and Scottie Pippen fighting in the, in the parking lot. Behind the restaurant because he bashed 
our friend Robert Bricky. Wow, How'd that that's something. I swear, I don't. I don't know. I kind of woke up. I, would, I woke up. That'd I'm be almost fifty, dreams. and I'm having. I'm having. So I'm going through menopause right now, <laughs> and I'm having hot flashes. I'm having these cold sweats at night, and I don't even. I'm calling it male menopause. I don't know what's going on, but if if this is anything near what ladies go through during their their change of life, is that what they call it? Yeah, something like I, that. It, it sucks. I don't know what it is. I'm waking up in these cold sweats at night, and yeah, as me and Scotty Pippen are scrapping in the parking lot, I wake up in this cold sweat, and well, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, check this out. That's a dream. How about this nightmare? So Bel Air Cantina, a Mexican chain restaurant, never got around to sitting Giannis last night after he sealed game four Come on. in his own hometown. Can you imagine if the Greek freak came in our restaurant and just never got approached or sat? That would be no. I can't imagine that'd that. be the ultimate. And people, there were people, patrons in the crowd going, doing selfies over the shoulder of Giannis, going, "The Greek freaks not getting sat." What a nightmare that would be. Oh dear. So, I'd rather you fight Scottie Pippen than that happen. Giannis, to be honest with you. here's an invitation. <laughs> Come on down to North Carolina. We'll get you sat. We'll take care of and you. We'll give you a good meal. Yeah. Well, we'll name a Greek salad after you or something. Dude, we'll Ooh. change the whole format of the restaurant to Mediterranean food. No problem. I'm all about it. That's that's not the kind of PR nightmare I want. Actually, last week, everybody that listens to the show knows that I host trivia at Libations in the downtown area every week, Wednesday, 6 to 8. One of last week's category was food fails, and it was about restaurants – that had fast food restaurants in particular that had had these epic fails. <laughs> B Dubs was not on the list. Oh, Chipotle was on oh. the list with their E. coli outbreak yes. a couple years ago. How about the red sofa? Was the, that on there? <laughs> the red sofa was not on there. It did not make the cut. But it was it the if I'd have done six questions, there would have been one on the red sofa. Um, but Jack in the Box was. And Jack in the Box, you, I don't know if you guys remember, Jack in the Box like killed four kids yeah. and made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people across the country sick. But my favorite was Dunkin' Donuts because Dunkin' Donuts back, I think it was 2012, advertised that on their 50th anniversary, they were going to give away an iced coffee to anybody that showed up. Well, you know how franchises work, and these franchises are owned by mm. these little these little corporations, people that have fast food chains in their in their area, the likelihood of them being legitimately locally owned is almost zero at this in this day and age. But only groups from five states had agreed to the iced coffee giveaway. So people all over the country got wind of it. They showed up at their local Dunkin' Donuts and were told, oh, no, 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 you'll be paying for that iced coffee today. Huh. And it was a huge ordeal. Yeah, I didn't hear about out. that. I yeah, don't yeah, remember it was cool. that. But they're still alive, though. Dunkin' Donuts is doing their thing, except that Krispy Kreme is buying them. Which really, you know, we can we can merge these huge media outlets. Fox and ABC, they can merge. That's fine with me. I really have beef with that. But for the purpose of this conversation, um, I'm just going to say that I'm okay with that. You know, cable providers have merged. Phone providers have merged. And we're, we're getting back... Teddy Roosevelt is rolling over in his grave for all the work he did busting these monopolies. 
But the one monopoly I have a beef with is Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts. Because while they do the same thing, they do exactly the opposite thing. Yeah. And those who are not donut aficionados um, may not understand the gravity here. That's like... But but your number one classic dough donut and your cake donut are now going to fall under the same roof. And the likelihood that they're going to do both equally as well as they have up to this point is minimal. That's and like, we're not going to have any any recourse. That's like the Bel, El, the Bel Air Cantina buying Taco Bell or something like that. No, it'd be more like the Bel Air, Taco, the Bel Air Cantina buying... No, it's more like B-dubs. Burger King buying McDonald's. No. Well, maybe... I guess, but the difference between a, a grilled, a flame-broiled flame hamburger burger and a flame-broiled burger. Yeah. I, yeah, well, okay, so I'll, Dunkin', I'll buy that for To you. me, Dunkin' Donuts, their model and why they've been successful is they took Krispy Kreme kind of concept, even though the donuts are very different, and mixed it with a Starbucks because a lot of people prefer Dunkin' Donuts coffee, a lot of serious coffee drinkers. And so they kind of combine those two. So really it's kind of like – you're right, Krispy Krispy Kreme is so much different. If you, I was going to say, please do not say anything bad about Krispy Kreme. No. Okay, because no. I have people very close to me, like the woman that I sleep with on a daily basis, who will not have you say anything ill about Krispy. Kreme. Hold up, but you step yeah, into Sa- step into Sanders with that mess, and you'll get all oh, these yeah, companies man. kicked out. Boom. So, so have you heard the whole thing with Sanders? No. Oh man, we'll talk about it in the second hour. There's like a big time beef going on. We'll we'll talk about it in the second hour. There's if you're listening on WDCC, <laughs> I'll tell you about some drama that you guys may not be aware of. Um, that ain't no baker's dozen, buddy. You better represent. <laughs> so I anyway, can't wait to hear talking about baker's dozens, I don't know how this applies. But what's going on with Portland, man? Uh, they're nope. sitting at home on yeah. their couch. Nothing now. How did this happen? Everybody jumped on the bandwagon simultaneously, and I think there was just too much weight in the back of the vehicle. What's going on? Anthony Davis is going on. Well, here's here's what I want you to think about because we didn't we didn't have any kind of production meeting. We didn't have any. We we I actually I basically came in late, sat down, Trent hit the switch, and there we went. But I want you guys to think about as we move through the broadcast today, we're going to put together our NBA, all NBA first team, second team, and third team. And the first question I want to ask as I steer this is Thanks there for giving any us a question? Up. Yeah, right. Is there any question that Anthony Davis is the all NBA first team center? No. I just just think about that as we move forward. As we move forward, it, I'll tell you it's an interesting, it's an interesting question though. You're you're talking about all NBA, right? All NBA. Ooh, there's some talent five guys there. on that team, and there is, and there are some questions. Part of what makes the NBA interesting now is you've got, you know, these stretch fours and things like that. You've got guys that that sort of play the two, sort of play the three. But if you look at Anthony Davis, in particular, without Boogie Cousins on that lineup, I think it's fair to call him a center. Are we going to do that? Anthony Davis? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. he's a center. So Does he play that? Does he play the five predominantly? Predominantly. Now. But they, even Cousins. when Cousins is in there, they sort of play two fives together. I mean, when you talk about 
his skill set and what he does on the floor, I think you have to call him a center. So if we are we going to agree that Anthony Davis is a center? Yes. And then the question, and I want you to think about it, is there anybody else that's in the conversation as that's the All-NBA center? So just think about it. I'm not asking for an answer right now. We'll 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 play with um, this as we move along because there's other questions like that that sort of sort of come into play. He's already been t- being talked about as next year's MVP well, frontrunner. I mean, he he should be. He's on the periphery of the conversation this year. I think that this one all came down to Harden or LeBron with Russell Westbrook because of the struggles at OKC, sort of on the outside looking in. But after those three. I think Anthony Davis and Giannis are probably in that next tier with Durant, yeah. kind of looking up at that. So, you know, you're talking about one of the the four or five best players in the league. Anthony Davis, I think the best thing that happened to him was getting this chance to be on a national stage because we talked about it. New Orleans, as an option for a national game, when it comes to television, is – at the bottom of the barrel. Well, he so should have been. So people just don't see him. This cat in six years has been amazing. He should have been in the MVB conversation for this year. You know, you lose Boogie Cousins, who a lot of teams mm-hmm. would love to have, and they've been better because he's gotten to shine more. He's got the ball more. Well, that's and what that, happened that, to that the, is a that's a that's one component of it. Well, what happened to the Blazers is that Davis and Holiday combined for eighty-eight points in Game Four. Let me repeat that. Two players combined for 88 points. The Cavs scored 80 points in game one, if that puts anything in perspective. It, it definitely does. And as good as Anthony Davis is, Drew Holiday is one one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA. Well, maybe not anymore. Not anymore. And that's what it that's what has to happen for these guys, is they have to get to an, onto a national stage. Yep. Drew Holiday, when he was with the Sixers was on some really bad Sixers teams and was a really, really good player. The other thing, and I don't want to get bogged down into the weeds, but Drew Holiday was willing to put the game aside when his wife got sick. And I don't know if you guys are are familiar with the story, but we'll talk about it on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American Patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to the second segment of From the Cheap Seats. And up in through, I don't know, the last three weeks, I think I've talked a lot about Guys that were going to get a chance to be on a national stage. Right. And the two guys that we sort of got focused on were Victor Oladipo, Donovan Mitchell. Through the first three games of the Cleveland-Indiana series, Oladipo had lived up to that. In game four, he fell a little short, went five for 20, and as he went, so went Indiana. As they sort of 
I'm not I don't want to say choked because first of all it wasn't like it was an elimination game but Oladipo wasn't able to carry them and Cleveland for the first time in this series looked like a team that felt like they belonged and that they and and they knew how to win that game down the stretch Indiana with four or five minutes left was up five and looking good and from that point Cleveland just kind of stepped on the gas and for the first time I think in this series Brandon would you say it's fair to say really just sort of outclassed Indiana Yes. I thought the key to the game, first of all, LeBron is always in charge, but he really orchestrated uh, game four more than any other game in the series. And if you notice, what they did was Kyle Korver went 0 for 4 from three-point land in the first, I don't know, quarter of the game, but they kept going back to him because they they knew that they needed – I think Korver's hit – either the most three-pointers or the most three-pointers in the playoffs. One of those two. It was mentioned uh, after the game. But then he, they kept going back, back to him enough to he finally caught fire. And he really kind of – between him and Jeff Green and uh, LeBron going to the basket, I just thought that that was the difference maker. Is they, they've actually hit shots. And that's another thing. You know, Steph Curry came along and nobody saw him – you know anybody shoot three point uh, pointers like he does, and still nobody does. But in like three or four years across the league, the three point shot has gotten so much better. The shooters are just amazing. I'm just if you go back 20 years ago, it's not even close. Well, it does. And as you look at the draft coming months down the road, that sort of overrides everything. As you look at at these guys that are coming out in their skill sets, and whether these guys are are six foot one or seven foot. Whether or not they can shoot the three at all has to be a consideration because of the way the floor is spaced now and the expectations for everybody on the floor. You have to be able to face the basket and stretch the court to have real value unless you have legitimately special skills. But you were talking about Boogie Cousins. In terms of traditional back-to-the-basket centers, I think Boogie Cousins is the best center in basketball when he's healthy. There are not many other players out there that have the the post moves and the ability to play with their with with their back to the basket anymore. But even a guy like Boogie Cousins can step back and shoot thirty percent from three point land. It's unbelievable how the game has changed, and it's not a phase at this point because three is greater than two. Right. Um, well, I don't know that this is the three point era, but I think that what may be coming down the pipe for the NBA is you may see something akin to what baseball does, where when one component of the game starts to dominate that game, they change the rules. And what you may see is the three-point line be backed up. You may see the court stretched a little, a couple of feet to, to on either side of the court. I think moving forward, you can't just have the best players anymore. you got to have the best two-way players moving forward. Like... Uh, Gentry went on record saying Holiday's one of the best two-way players that he's seen. And then you put that with Anthony Davis and and Holiday, they're two of the best, you know, two-way combinations in the NBA. They play defense and they can fill it up. Well, but back to the Cleveland, I think where <laughs> the Indiana Pacers made their mistake and it's the commentators, it's not them. 
But when they started after game three calling Bogdanovich Le- LeBron stopper, and then you got Lance Stevenson getting people in head- headlocks hoping for jump balls and causing LeBron to get a technical foul in game four, you've just awakened the beast. And if he gets shooting around him, notice how he was getting to the basket in game four. He wasn't able to do that as much. He can get to the basket. He can make them work. He's wearing them out almost single-handedly, but he needs for them, his teammates, to help him out with the three ball. Well, I think Clarkson coming in and scoring 12 off the bench right in the second quarter, that was a big thing. But I think LeBron said it the best. He said, we learned from our mistake and we kept our composure. I mean, he didn't let the little pesky gnats of the Indiana Pacers get under their skin and have them lose focus. Well, as, as much as that, too, and I think that's part of it, not, you know, the gnats you called them, is that the energy level from Indiana in game one in particular was just so much higher. The tempo they played at was just next level relative to where Cleveland was at. Cleveland at some point decided, hey, we're going to have to run with these guys. We're going to have to exert as much injury out there. We're going to have to chase these loose balls. We're going to have to get out on the break when the opportunities are there. And we can't allow Indiana just to run past us. Well, I believe that um, (coughs) Charles Barkley had it good after game four. I thought this was a must win for Indiana. Well, you, you did not want to send this back no. to Cleveland. And no, Nate you didn't. McMillan, and it's funny that Lance Stevenson in the lead-up to this game said, well, if we win this, Cleveland's going to panic. Well, now if you're Indiana, you're panicking. Yeah. yeah. And Nate McMillan said it. They showed it at a timeout in the huddle. He said, hey, move the ball more. The ball moves quicker than you can run. They weren't able to move the ball. Cleveland's defense stepped up and played a lot better. And down the stretch, when they went cold from the field, you could see the players on an individual level suddenly – start to try to do too much. Mm-hmm. And what had gotten Indiana into the situation they were was their willingness to be unselfish, play as a team, and make that next pass. And then all of a sudden they pivot and they revert back to trying to run ISO every time down, even if that wasn't the game plan. Guys were just, you know, taking it to the 10. Oladipo, for most of this series, I said before and I'll say again, was the best player on the floor. In, In what game, game four – Oh, okay. In game four, that wasn't the case. Nope. Uh, do you mean NC State great Nate McMillan, Wolf, Wolf, former Wolfpack player? A shout-out to all you State fans out there. No, I mean and the no, uh, Nate McMillan that played for the Supersonics. The Sonics, baby. Yes. How Don't they get didn't, him started, man. That's like his all-time favorite team was was <laughs> Nate McMillan out there with the glove. And Michael Sean Cage. Kemp. There we go. See, I'm just told kidding. you. No, nah, I'll, I'll stop. Shrimp. Now I'll stop. At no time has anybody been better than LeBron in this series, Oladipo included. But he's whoa, a second whoa, 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 What did you just say? No, you know LeBron no, James. No, 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 no. Come on, <laughs> you guys. Look, I wish everybody would relax and enjoy this man's play. Like, why does it have to be so difficult? And it's not that you just hard you're, to you're going to tell me that in game one. In a game where the Cleveland Cavaliers scored 80 points, that that LeBron played better. Not that he is better. Oh, you said that best, he played. You said best better. player on the floor. You said best player. The, on the best floor. performer so far in on this the series. floor. So far in this series, LeBron's the best player in the series. I would say now at this point after Game Four, it's fair to say that I would say that going into this game, if you were going to so give saying, a most valuable player, not the best athlete, not the best career stats coming into this game. 
through three games, Victor Oladipo was the most valuable player in this series. Yeah. There's no doubt that you can string together a couple of games where you're playing better, the ball goes in more, but the key to being the greatest is to do it night in and night out like LeBron does. And mm-hmm. if Cleveland gets through this thing and holds serve at home and wins this series, then yeah, it's probably a foregone conclusion that LeBron was the best player Y'all in the series. Y'all get so mad. No, it's I'm not just mad. pointing out the facts. We just, the, the, the LeBron fanboyism sometimes just takes on a life of its own. <laughs> he tried to set up in game one, he wanted to see what his own. This is their thirty. Oh, see every up, excuse is third. Oh, he's Trent, trying Trent, to. Hey, uh, shut up for a second. His thirty third <laughs> different lineup this year. Think about that starting yeah, you lineup. You know why? Starting lineup because 33rd. they're a joke, dude. Oh, I know, right? About to. Oh, the trade deadline. They're so amazing. No, they stink. I'll be surprised if they even beat the Pacers. And there's no way in hell. They're going to the finals, and they're not going to win. And then guess what Cleveland gets? Not LeBron James, because he's a little baby that wants to win a championship, and he's going to ride the coattails of the best team in the East, which is the 76ers, to another. And he's going to ruin your I had my finger on the button, and he said baby. I love the restraint. Trent, you came through in the clutch. No, We're not hey, gonna, this is not going to be a LeBron day. Let's it's go ahead. Not, let's go ahead. It. Hey, let's go ahead and put Oladipo in the top fifty best players of all no, time. Let's put no, him in the top five. Said that. About that. We're talking about a three-game sample, and you're like, no, LeBron outplayed Oladipo. No, your eyes and the numbers and the and the series. I mean, good lord, when you look at the Indiana team, and the, I, yep. I, I want you to, I want you to do analysis here. We talk about, well, LeBron's doing it. LeBron's got a bunch of spare parts. If you were the general manager in Indiana, I bet you'd trade your entire squad minus Oladipo for Cleveland's entire squad minus LeBron. Because I don't see Nance, Clarkson, George Hill, these guys. Indiana is the proverbial spare parts with Oladipo out there. Give the kid some credit. Now, you just said if he wants to get into the conversation as, you know, a real star in the NBA, he's going to have to win series like this. And that's what I preface this by saying is that in game four, you can't come out and go five for 20 if you're going to be that guy. So and he's it's just like Drew Holiday. Line. We're talking about Oladipo's having his coming out to the na- the national scene party. He played great for three games. Yesterday, he couldn't hit the ocean. He couldn't throw the ball into the ocean. I watched the entire He'll game. He'll come back. And if he, if he, and if he bounces comes back, back, the Cavs are in trouble. Yeah, if he bounces back, they are. If he doesn't, then it's going to have been a nice story. One way or the other, though, I think one of the storylines here, and it, I, I, I'm going to be honest, at this point, I assume LeBron is not going to drop a game at home and Cleveland gets through this series. However, the impact that Indiana is having on these, on these playoffs – has already been had. We'll finish that thought on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones, and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? 
Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Lambert and Brandon Atkins. I got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. Yeah. Oh. I'm on the dance, I gotta sing. I wish that bumper was like three minutes longer and just played the whole song, man. I love no. Chicken Foot. If I could trade lives with one person in the world, it'd be Sammy Hagar. True story. Yeah, but then you'd be singing along, and you. I, I was start, singing along. That was actually me doing the vocals. You there. start you getting your feels over Chicken Foot feet, whatever feed Chicken <laughs> yeah, Feet. Sammy Hagar, if you're listening, man, Chicken Foot's got to go out on tour one more time. You fan, Trent? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bring you up to speed on the whole chicken foot thing, man. It was yeah. a super group. Are you even familiar? Do you know who they are? Dude, I serve a lot of chicken parts. I don't know. Feet, you don't serve any beeps, chicken feet whatever. at B-dubs? Yeah, we'll that, do. That whatever. would be. That, should that be a special? No. 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 They're <laughs> still not. I'm not feeling that. <clears throat> they still can't hold a candle to chicken gizzard. Now I will tell you what. What we're gonna do with Steel Pig this week? I don't even know that Brandon knows this. Um. We're going to do Nashville hot chicken this week. Ooh. I know, right? We're going to mm. serve it with house pickles and, and a couple of sides. Interesting. But Nashville hot chicken, I'm really fired up about that. That'll be the first sort of special we've run. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Is this uh, in honor of the Predators that no. move on to the second round? No, it's in honor of Hattie B's in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. If, if, you have, if anybody hasn't been to Nashville to one of these hood chicken places that makes – the hot chicken and that's like their shtick they, that's a badge of honor i don't mean that to be disparaging but if you want the good hot chicken it's breaded with i don't even know what's in the what's in the breading but it is hot and you can get it like steal your soul hot if you care to but it's it's one of the best things in the world and that's the only place they make it kfc actually rolled it out couple years ago. You remember that? Yeah, a couple times. I think they, they yeah. still have that option. Yeah, and then they got a little greedy with it, and they're like, oh, well, that was good. Let's roll out the the the, the uh, gold. Carolina gold, Ugh, which is yeah, mustard-based I mean, nastiness. KFC lost me with their breakfast bowl, where they just slopped everything into the same bowl. I'm like, mm, I can never go there again. Yeah, and you know, they jacked that idea anyway, because Crystal's has been doing that for years. 
And if you want something on the go that doesn't take a whole lot of effort to eat, because you can literally just like dump it into your mouth. That's so disgusting. Yeah, they do a breakfast bowl there too. Any other fast food restaurants we want to give free plugs to? Popeye's Chicken. Oh, why is, the is there? Sh- is the dude, shiznit? Why is there not a Popeye's here in my town? People keep talking about we need a Panera, we need a, a Target, we need a this. No, we need a Popeye's. How is it that there cannot be a Popeye's? In our little fair hamlet here, we've How got you, a lot of food options. We don't make a lot of sense here. Like, uh, I guess, why don't we have a Chick Fil A right beside a Zaxby's? Right, like down I mean, the street from Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, I don't get it. I will say this: Buffalo Wild Wings by far has the best chicken wings, and it's not even really close. I would a hundred percent agree with you on that. Got the? They have some of the best. It's one of the best run establishments I've ever been in. <laughs> yes, the service at the uh, Sanford Buffalo Wild Wings is is particularly good. And you might find some hole in the wall that you know you know has a good day and does a little bit better. But consistently down the the line over the time, the chicken wings and the cold beer and B Dubs and the atmosphere is unbelievable. Now B Dubs, the one thing that they cannot do is they cannot compete with the boutique wing places that are like top shelf in the country. If I go somewhere and I'm on the road, which I seem to be entirely too much in my life, I know what I'm going to get at B-Dubs, and I know it's going to be awesome. And you've got how many wing How many wing sauces are there at B-Dubs? Uh, 21. 21. And how many rubs? Well, okay. There's that, or is that just 21 and then five. 16 uh, and five. Yeah. I know exactly what I want before I even pull in. But on occasion, when you get to go through and there's these places that nobody knows outside of about a 15-mile radius, sometimes those wings are crazy. Hold and up. there's two locations in Mississippi. One of my kids is going to Ole Miss to law school. So I was in, I was in Oxford, Mississippi not long ago. Coupe de Ville, they have the one in Hattiesburg that I've been to a million times. They have a wing on the menu that is not on the menu. And if this has changed, somebody has to call and correct me. But the best wings I've ever had in my life are at the Coupe de Ville in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And you have to know they're a secret menu item. Is it called the Farvera? No. Oh. It's called the Porno Wing. Ooh. And it's triple X hot. Oh, Lord. And they wow. do not put them on the menu. Back in the day... And this may not be the case anymore. It's been years since I was in Hattiesburg. Back in the day, you had to sign a release to eat them. Because they're hot? Dude. Is it like, oh, my God. Oh, my Tracy Lord, that's hot. Yes. That's, that's yes. You just made me lose my train of thought. Uh, I'm going I'm I'm to tell you a story. That wing this, in is the a, this is a true story. This is a true story. So I have two stories that applies to Coupe de Ville. I went in and got to order wings one day, and I brought them back to my office, and I was just about to eat. And somebody came in from another restaurant and was like, hey, I just got off, but I brought you these foods. And it was actually, I think it was from Mazzoli's, and they were these pepperolis. Did you ever hear of that? Uh-huh. It's like their bread, twisted around sauce and cheese and pepperoni. And like, it's a brand new thing. You got to check this out. And I was like, okay, cool. So I ate a couple of these, and I was like, oof, I'm going to put my wings away. So I put my wings into the refrigerator in the office, and they were in a styrofoam container. The next morning, I come in. It gets to be about 11 o'clock, and 
I'm like, oh, I don't have to go anywhere. I've got wings in the fridge. I'll warm them up. And I go in and the bottom, the, not just a little bit of the container, the entire bottom of the container had disintegrated and all of the wing sauce was at the bottom of the fridge. That's what I want in my That's stomach. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you give me uh, desert heat from B-dubs any day. And you know, all these boutique places that you're talking about, <laughs> yes, if they specialize in something, but you can't tell me if Buffalo Wild Wings wanted to that they couldn't put this special wing out that, you know, with all this care that could compete with these boutique. There's a reason these boutique places don't have their own ticker symbol like B-dubs. Well, whose stock would you rather have? Them? No, because it doesn't exist. Or B-dubs. So there's I don't a know. Model. Given the price of chicken wings right now, I'm not sure I'm buying anybody's stock that, that makes wings for a living. Well, chicken good thing is. Buffalo Wild Wings is a private company now, so we don't have to sell They don't have stock. a ticker anymore, huh? Oh, you don't? Privately yeah. held. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I guess because they just sent me a check for all my stock, and I was like, oh, sweet. No nice. More, no more stock. W- what are you doing here? Uh, right? Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't have that, that much stock. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. The Celtics. If I am a Cleveland Cavaliers fan right now, I am praying that there is a way Cleveland or excuse me, Boston can find their way past Milwaukee and into the second round. Cleveland, I th- I'm, I'm going to predict it now. I won't be shocked if Indiana makes me look stupid here, but I think Cleveland holds serve at home, wins their series with Indiana, and gets the winner of the Boston-Milwaukee series. If I'm a Cavalier fan, I'm praying Boston wins this series. Well, history says that Boston will win because they have never lost a playoff series that they've gone up to nothing. Never, ever. Never in the history of the Boston Celtics franchise. Never, ever. Ever. That they've been up to nothing. So. Have they ever played somebody called the Greek Freak before, though? They have not, but this, like Brandon Atkins, when I was talking to him before the show, says, this may be the year. It's obvious that you guys have had a tiff because he just dropped your full name on there, Brandon Atkins. You know, Brandon Charles Atkins was saying this before the show. No, this could be the year. He says a 16 seed could beat a one. You know what? Boston Celtics could go 2-0 and lose. Wait a minute. What did I say? You were, he he just dropped some NCAA prediction. Oh, yeah, back when I predicted school. the number one seed getting probably yeah. like three weeks before the NCAA tournament. Did did did? Please tell me that Brandon picked Portland to win the West. Uh, he did, and so did I, though, because I I nice. ride his coattails I, a lot. I just, now. I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to put that out there. Now we talked about the fact that Drew Holiday. <laughs> Has, uh, yeah, he's got nothing to say right now. I like that because this string uh, of ridiculous predictions coming through, it's finally broken officially. He, Trent, look over here, and I must have had the grumpy cat look <laughs> on my face. Trent's actually happy that he missed on the prediction just because it meant you went down with him. Yeah. Yeah. There was no room on the raft for me. I was getting sucked under by – You just, like, flopped – me over into the Mr. Charles Brandon or Brandon Charles Atkins. 
uh, you know, I watched the Titanic again, and she goes, I'll never let go, and then she lets go, and he sinks. What a jerk. What an awful ending to a movie. That's why you can never trust a lady that lets you paint her naked. Because she'll let you drown and lie to you. I'll never let you go. You lied. You saw me naked. I'm letting you drown. Now, I'm going to let you know that one of the... I've, I've, I've had a life full of cool jobs. <laughs> one of the coolest jobs. Is you when have, you painted and I don't girl. know if I even believe you no, anymore. I, I, I can demonstrate. I was born in 19 states. <laughs> I've had 49 Listen, jobs in 28 might, years. I, I he is like, had, he's like, he's jobs. the Forrest Gump of this studio. Here's here's what I'll tell you, though, is that for three separate years, for two months at a time, when I was an instructor at Redstone Arsenal, <laughs> this is back in the day, I was a drown-proofing instructor for the United States Army. With I can teach you guys, I, and this is the real thing. I can teach you guys how to turn your clothes into flotation devices. And I really feel like the ability to do that and the way that you do it was invented because somebody was sitting around watching Titanic and was like, all you have to do is, you know, fill your pants with air and you could have floated indefinitely. I think it's a real thing. Yeah, but you're still freezing. I, yeah, that's and, yeah, and then you don't have pants on. Then you're technicality. So then if then you're, you're saved, your yeah, dead how body warm are, is how warm are how warm are, are wet pants? Your dead body is f- safely floating along like or with your pants. You get Dude, to I'm going to tell you right now, if I know that I'm going to drown and be floating along, I'm taking my pants off. <laughs> why not? Cuz then if I get saved, my legs are all frozen and black. They have to cut them off. Then I got to scoop myself around on a skateboard. I don't think you understand the. Change. I don't think you understand the science involved with this. Once your pants are saturated with frozen water or freezing water, they're of no use to you at that point. Well, and back, they're not going to make you any warmer. Back to the Forrest Gump reference. <laughs> I could just hear him going. And then there was one time when I had the Bubba Gump hot chicken. And it was all over. It was spread out all One over the country. One day when I was living in Alabama, I was recruiting for the military. And this man came in and said, I'll want to teach you how to learn how to save yourself if you're drowning. And then I grabbed my grease watermelon and I held it over my head. For one time <laughs> and my personal assistant no, he's said, like, you got to finish up what you're doing. And I said, okay, I'll do that. So That's he's all like, I got to say about that. He's like... Many of you do not know this, but I was born in Christchurch, New Zealand. (laughs) But after that, we flew to Israel, and then I lived in 19 states. There was a short short stint on the moon. I don't think I've told you guys. I hate both of you. I really do. And it's it's a shame because this this show is at the root of that, because I loved both of you guys before we started doing this. <laughs> if you're on WDCC, you got 15 minutes with left with us left. We'll see you on the other side. Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger 
and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. WDCC listeners, this will wrap it up for us. Follow us on over to the internet. You can find us in iTunes from the Cheap Seats. Download the podcast. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating. Why don't you just do that? Five-star rating. Five-star ratings all around. Whether so, you mean it or not. Yeah, yeah we don't care. I re- we really don't. And and don't base it on today's show. Base it on our body of work. We we, we deserve a five. Surely at some point in the last year plus, we've done something that was worthy of five stars. So f- focus on that. I always prefer the four and a half star to the five star. Really? Because, come on, who are you kidding? You're There's always roof, room for improvement there. And five star just feels like you got your aunt. You're not to helping our case. And, and on iTunes, you can only give full stars. So what you did was just talk people into get Okay, us just give us five stars. This is five. Five is good. That's good. Five is good. So back to Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a guy that was in the same sort of boat as Oladipo and Donovan Mitchell for Utah, where this was a great chance for them to be on a national stage. Holiday, I said earlier, is is a a good human being or appears to. I don't know the guy personally. He is married to U.S. women's soccer player Lauren Holiday, and back in 2016, while she was pregnant, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Now you're talking about a guy who has access to <clears throat> the best care in the world, but a lot of times. No matter what your profession, you sort of lose perspective on what's important in life. Drew Holiday stepped away from the game and took at the time what was an indefinite leave of absence so that he could be there to care for his wife. There are an awful lot of folks that won't do that. Um, what they are you know, focused on in their life, it's easy to be selfish and lose focus. Uh, and in a situation like that, he stepped up and did the right thing. And I think that says a lot about who he is. Brandy, you said, you know, he's being laced right now, glossed as one of the best two-way players in the two-way guards in the NBA. Well, that's easy because he actually plays defense with effort and energy every time down the floor, and it's so hard to find guys like that. But he's not a defensive specialist. You know, he's not a uh, Andre Roberson or a guy like that who's going to give you a whole lot of energy on defense and then just take up space on offense. He's a guy that legit can go get you 25 a night. Very underrated player. I think you can play 
with effort like that when you know you have a safety net like Anthony Davis. It certainly does. Anthony hurt. Davis seems like he can guard two players. I think he is. And I think that's what happened um with Lillard Lillard and McCollum. <clears throat> you play um really aggressive defense on the front end and you know that you have this guy that can swat Anything, what, 16 feet, well, 17 feet and, up? And the thing is, is not only does he have a guy that can do that, he has a guy that wants to do that right. and is going to play with just as much energy and uses vision behind that to give help defense all the time. And in every game I've watched in these playoffs, you'll see we're in a situation here in the NBA where basically your your premier offensive players cannot be guarded one-on-one period help side defense has to come to back that up to be effective indiana when they've played well in particular has done that when they have sputtered and and cleveland has gone on these runs it's because nobody is coming to help on the backside. anthony davis just doesn't miss opportunities to impact his opponent's ability to score the ball now back to my question with the all nba and we'll continue to talk about the playoffs as we go are we in agreement that Anthony Davis is our first-team All-NBA center? Did you guys come up with anybody that, that might be in the conversation? You're talking about potentially could be. It, I, I want to know. Are we in agreement or are we not? If Can Embiid be healthy for an entire season? We're talking about this year. Oh, no. Nah. Anthony Davis. All right. Anthony Davis is our center. Boom. There's one down. That was easy. And do we have to admit – and agree, not admit. I don't know why. I, there's no LeBron haters in here because we don't anoint him greatest of all time. I just actually had a thought when he's like, Anthony Davis can guard two guys at one time. I almost expected Brandon to say, but LeBron can guard three guys at one time. But that's kind of where we go with that. I was that. thinking for <laughs> Wally Nashville chicken. So Anthony Davis <laughs> is our chicken. is is our cheap seats all NBA center. Yeah. LeBron has to be one of our forwards. Is that is that fair? Yes. Okay. So LeBron is one of the forwards. Yeah. And now I'm going to skip to guards. And does anybody want to, this is your chance to throw things out there. Harden has to be first team all NBA this year. Is that correct? Yes. You hate Harden. Yeah. Well, I don't hate him, but, I mean, the Rockets can still win by 20 when he scored, like, four points. Well, fair I enough. Mean, he's that good, huh? But Harden yeah. is one of your all-NBA guards. For that second guard spot, is it Westbrook? Is it Westbrook? I think, I mean, he averaged for the second year in the row a triple-double. I, he did. So, yes. so I think so he Just judging be. by that. Okay. Now. Man, we're going straight chalk here. Well, Man, no, that's – I you did this for a reason. If, Trust me, I put thought into this. Can you imagine if Harden and Westbrook played on the same team? Oh. Even, or, <laughs> like, if they even <laughs> played together with Durant, how know. awesome would that what be? A, that's the trio they should put together. Dude, and that would be a super team for the ages. That, that would but be. But, see, it would be so unfair. We wouldn't. We and if they had a big man inside, somebody who was an effort guy that could be a defensive presence, a rebound, like, I don't know, Serge Ibaka, maybe if he was available. Oh, Dude, they could win the championship I know. every year. So, right. so the number three player's got to be Durant, right? So they were all three on the same team, in case you didn't catch our sarcasm. 
Like I think everybody that that, that means anything to probably caught the sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks though for for throwing a lifeline out. There. Hey, so you see, like OKC had all those three players at one time. They, they did. They, did. they had all case. four of them because Ibaka oh, was Ibaka, there too, and that yeah. was when Ibaka was really, really, really good. Okay, so what, here, here's we're going to pivot off this because there's a question looming, but I want to make sure that the radio listeners get this fair shot at this too. Libation, six o'clock on Wednesday, every Wednesday. So this coming Wednesday, April 25th, the teased category from last week, the one that we will be asking on the 25th. Do I have my dates right? Yeah, you're right. All right, the 25th. You're right. Supermodels. Supermodels is this week's category. Next week's category, I'm going to talk about NBA teams and those NBA teams' championships. Might be some questions like, what franchise has the most championships ever? How many teams don't have any championships? Hey, can't we just do supermodels? Like that. Can just, we do can we do supermodels two weeks in a row though? We can do supermodels <laughs> every week if you want to. Hey, who would you rather have? Tom Brady's wife or uh Justin Verlander's wife? Uh I don't know who Justin Verlander's married to. So I don't know. I really don't. I have no Kate idea. Upton? I didn't know they were Oh yeah, I did. I knew that. I knew he's married yeah. to Kate Upton. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kate Upton fan. Yeah, I take No uh, Giselle? No, definitely Jennifer Aniston for me. I have a thing for her. She's not a supermodel. She is dude. in my eyes. You know, anybody that Giselle, she just seems like she's got a bad attitude. Like, I mean. I'm, I'm sure she what? has a bad attitude. No. I'm sure she has a horrible attitude and that she is zero fun Look, on just about every level. Listen, all you supermodels out there, I don't put up with that. Like, I mean, <laughs> you got to be supermodel and... You've been put on notice. Uh, you got to be a supermodel and really friendly. Kate Upton is hilarious. She has an amazing personality. She's really cool. Brooklyn Decker is the other one I can think of right off the top of my head. Chrissy Teigen is really engaged. cool, too. Though. Chrissy Teigen, she's... Chrissy Teigen, I'm going to say this on the air, is not even really pretty Yeah, me. but her personality makes her really pretty to hey, me. some really cool personality people Trent, that wh- don't get to be supermodels. Chrissy Teigen, Brooklyn to Decker, me, is not uh, on that level. Trent, I don't know. where did Brooklyn Decker go to college? Uh, Rhode Island. <laughs> Chris, you want to take a swing at it? UNC. UNC Chapel Hill, he says and discuss. I knew that. So did uh, Punky Brewster, didn't she? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. maybe. All right, so whatever. (laughs) Oh, no, that was – So just so you're clear at Libations, we play from 6 to 8 every Wednesday. Wednesday, the 25th of April, your your teased category is supermodels. You'll probably hear all of those names that you just did as part of your questions. Are you going to do any mail supermodels? Maybe. The following question – Week. Or the following week's questions, one of the categories will be NBA playoffs. But per spe- particularly, spe- I almost said Man, we rattled him today. I, I didn't take my vitamins this we morning. rattled him. Specifically, though, I want to talk about NBA championships and where teams are relative to one another in, in numbers of championships. And one of the things, as I was kind of getting ready for this, this is a question for you, Trent, because Brandon won't do any research. But my question is, is Indiana the <laughs> best was... NBA franchise historically to not win a championship? Just mm. think about that. Why'd you have to throw it? 
You're saying Brandon's not going to do any research. Because Trent actually enjoys this type of thing, and you're like, I want to see it now. But here's for you, Brandon, while Trent is pondering that. We've got Anthony. We've got a consensus on the first four components of our, our first team All NBA team. Anthony Davis at the center. Our guards are Harden and Westbrook. LeBron is at one is at one forward position. Who's your other forward? This is where it gets a little interesting. Okay, Durant could be could be Giannis. You want to figure out who we've got? If there's somebody else that makes an appearance. Follow us on over the web. You can find us at From the Cheap Seats. WBLZ, folks, keep on rocking. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. All right, welcome back to the second hour. WBLZ listeners, we appreciate you sticking with us. If you were listening on WDCC and have followed us over the web, we greatly appreciate it. Um, don't forget to don't forget to rate the show. I know it's a pain in the butt on the app. I don't know why Apple has made it so difficult to do that. It used to be so easy, but um, take a couple seconds. And if you don't know how to do it, email us at cheapseatradio at gmail.com and we'll show you how to do it. And I know that last week, actually for two weeks, we said we were going to do a mock draft for the NFL. We bought a restaurant instead and just <laughs> didn't get around to it, brother. It is a whole different world. I have newfound respect for Trent. Actually, I had no respect for Trent until we bought a restaurant. And now I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like real work. That's like grown-up work. 19 years. Really? This weekend. You held up pretty well, man. 19 years. This weekend, I didn't get home any earlier than 3.20 in the morning all weekend. Trent, don't say that. Don't ever say that So again. when I sent out that text and I never got a re- response – show monday or tuesday i was asleep yeah i was asleep too when tim calls me this morning he's like hey are you gonna be there i'm like well i guess i am now well we we will probably we'll we'll work that out <laughs> yeah i'd we'll planned on becoming a better person last week but i could i didn't have enough time for it because we opened a restaurant chris has been <laughs> working his behind off man i am I haven't worked this hard in a long time. But I gotta get. I gotta get. You guys give me grief about all the places I've been and all the jobs I've had. I don't remember outside of a 
combat zone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Working this hard, and especially not physically. I'm, I, I had never, not once, thought I'm almost 50. And I've had two of those moments in the last couple of weeks where I've been like, I'm almost 50. I can't work this hard. And the second one of those came on Saturday night as I was carrying a to-go order up to the front of the house. And I slipped in front of the sink. And I went down hard. Yeah. Hard. Well, and I the whole give- place. And, and what made me feel old was not the pain, not the embarrassment, not the fact that the first thing in my head was, oh, my God, now we've got to refire these meals. It was the reaction of the staff and these 20-somethings who were like, oh, my God, are you okay? And all I could envision was they're thinking, I hope he didn't break his hip. <laughs> I've like, fallen. They were I looking, get up. Yeah, they were looking for like some instruction, like bracelet or necklace, saying, well, if I fall, here's what you can do for me. Get me to the hospital. Yeah. I got to give the Steel Pig props, though, even though it's, you know, our restaurant. <laughs> we... We have a collection of awesome, awesome restaurants in Sanford, particularly downtown. And so they're all awesome. I support each and every one of them. But it brought a tear to my eye because Saturday night we were full. We're actually having to turn people away. The place has become really popular and the food is phenomenal. I mean, I can't, you know, every restaurant's going to have its problems here or there, but the food is key to it and we got a great staff so how many people have asked you if we're going to turn it into a sports bar grill nobody really you're not talking to enough people and people know we're not turning it into a a um nobody wants that nobody wants that well not in that space anyway it's too small for that we we want to we want to do upscale ish dining plus why would we want to try to do what's already being perfected on the other in the town there there you go that's really the real true story here is that we don't want to take away from what b-dubs it's expensive buying 51 tvs do you have and paying direct tv for all their sports packages no thank you and i'm sure they cut you a really good deal because there's so much competition in the marketplace back to i now i'm back on my monopoly thing yeah, you can you can soak people. Don't you think it's lame that only one company makes the game Monopoly? Just think about that. Let that soak in for a second. That hurt my head. Dan Milton Bradley. Okay, guys, <laughs> here's here's what we're gonna do. We've we've done. Wait, we've hold got, on one second. So Kaplan's four. not here. You know what that means? No golf. There was no golf this weekend. You know why? Because Tiger Woods didn't play. Nice. But Grayson Murray was in first place after the first round at the <laughs> Texas Open. What? A, what? He shot eight under. I didn't didn't win the tournament, but he was first. He's the one of which we do not speak because he hasn't been on the show yet. Yeah. Kaplan. All right, Chris, where were you going? I'm okay, sorry. so we've got consensus, which isn't easy in these parts. It would be even more difficult if Robert <laughs> and Diamond Dave were here, but they're not. So we're going to continue to try to build consensus. So we've got four components of our All-NBA team together. Anthony Davis at center. Our guards are Harden and Westbrook. And we have LeBron at one forward position. The question for right now is, who gets the nod as that second forward on our All-NBA team? The first two choices are Durant and Giannis. After that, you would have to take a look at LaMarcus Aldridge. Is he in that same conversation? 
Let's let's go one by one. Lamarcus Aldridge. No. Okay. Jimmy Butler. No. Wait. No. Is no. No. It, I think Lamarcus. I mean, I think Durant's the clear pick. I think Lamarcus Aldridge probably deserves it more well, than Giannis. Okay. Well, Who's been more valuable? Wow. This year, Yeesh. who's Ooh. been more valuable to his team than LaMarcus Aldridge? Mm. It's, a, it's a good question. but what, Hey, you are the same person that picked the Blazers out of the West. Though. I know. So, okay, but, but what you're saying is that Durant is a clear one. If I've got Durant, and let me, let, me, let me get through the rest of these since you didn't make it as easy as I thought it might be. The only other real considerations here be Paul George. And I don't think you can put him in the same class as those no. guys. Draymond Green. No. Blake Griffin. No. And then after that, you're really struggling. because Al Horford, guys like, dude. You're, well, you're talking about Horford is one of those guys, too. So First Horford, team, all NBA. I'm just joking. No. Okay. So be like four. I think it's Durant and Giannis and then everybody else. Okay, so I think they're on the you, same. You say Durant. problem with Giannis there over Aldridge. But wait a minute. We're only looking for one. So I know. you say Durant. So I'd say Durant. Okay, you say Durant. So Durant, Aldridge, Giannis. Deserving of this year or to make a better team? No, I this think is a better... deserving of their performance this year. I guess Durant. Okay. I, but it's so close, though, well, over I'm Giannis. I'm going with Durant. Giannis is my definite third. So I'm going to plug... Giannis into that next. Well, he can be the team. small forward. Then Aldridge yeah, has to be even, the power we're not forward. Even trying, we're not even trying to do that. So I want to. I want. Okay, if Giannis is our second team, is our first second team forward. Who is the next? You're going with Lamarcus Aldridge. You're doing that easily. Hands okay, down. wait a minute. I want to make sure that you're clear on this because you're doing that and leaving Horford off. Absolutely. Okay. So Lamarcus Aldridge is he our is he our is he a second team All NBA forward? I guess. It, it, I guess the point is we're starting to run out of gas at that, that position. That's my thing, and that's the other part of this. This is why I thought it was interesting because now we've got Aldridge there, and what you're going to see is that it gets real hard to find centers and forwards, and you're like, man, I wish I could put ten guards on this team. So, we've got Giannis and Aldridge as our second team forwards, our second team center. The first question that has to be addressed is, did Embiid do enough to be second team All-NBA? He played 63 games this year in the regular season. You guys are staring at me. Well, I'm didn't gonna, he almost come like close? Prop this okay, okay, okay. Up. Embiid, I've already mentioned him. I think he did do enough. Didn't he almost win Rookie of the Year having played like five games one time? It was, what he played, 23, yeah, 31 like games, something yep. like that. Yes, and he was like second in the – I can't imagine picking anybody over him. No, he's Okay, now be. the guys that you could consider, Carl Anthony Towns. Eh, he's disappeared this series. That, we're talking about the regular season. Okay. But – and, and the guy – Here's the guy that I would give legit consideration to. First of all, I would put Al Horford in the conversation. Because I see Al Horford as more of a center than a forward to start with. But the the two guys that this year need to get serious consideration are Andre Drummond, who was a stat-stuffing fiend this year, yeah. and Clint Capella, 
If Clint Capella was doing what he's doing on a different team, I think he would get more recognition. Clint Capella is about to become a very, very, very wealthy man. And he picked the right year to really blow up. Mm -hmm. Clint Capella is a critical part of that Houston team. But are we on the Embiid boat here? Because when he's on the floor, I don't think there's any doubt that he's the second-best center in the NBA. Embiid, I mean, everybody's going to say, hey, he's injury-prone. His own player cracked him in the face. I mean, So I think Embiid has got to be the center, and I think you're going to see that next year Anthony Davis is going to take Durant's spot, and Embiid will be the first center all-team NBA. It's possible. It's possible. I thought you were going to say that Anthony Davis was going to join the Golden State Warriors next year. <laughs> no, he's going to be a Celtic. Duh. All right. So, all right. We've got three-fifths <laughs> of our all-NBA second team done here. And when it comes to your second team guards, we had Harden and Westbrook at, at, as our first team guards. You've got to consider Lillard. Mine's easy. I already You've know got to consider two. Curry. I think that – Kyrie's got to be in the conversation, even though he went down. Then you go to Donovan Mitchell. Well, there's a lot Not of Not second team. You don't forget Devin Booker out there in Phoenix. Booker put up some ridiculous numbers. Jimmy and, Butler could get consideration as a guard. And the, No, we need him as our third forward. Well, <laughs> we may. Team forward. We may actually, if you get strategic with it like that. Strategic. Now, a guy that, a guy that is under people's radar – and is sort of in that same situation as Mitchell Oladipo, Drew Holiday, is DeMar DeRozan. And when you look at DeRozan, if you say, well, you know, the reason that Harden gets the nod as the MVP this year is because of what his team did in the regular season record-wise, how does DeRozan not get the same sort of consideration? Because he's clearly the best player on what proved to be the best team in the East this year. Yeah, but nobody likes Canada. True. So, so we're going to take DeRozan off the list just because we don't like Canada. Yeah. No no Ben Simmons? That's the next name that I was going to get to is Ben Simmons. Mm, He's like man. my fave. Then you've got Simmons, and I've seen some all-NBA teams who have taken some liberties, and they've gone all NBA 2K on this, and they've got Ben Simmons as a, as a forward on their team. That's a bridge too far. So – then you have to consider Kimball Walker. Are you following me here? Is that is that good? He's good, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that soda. No, here's the deal. He's a cool drink, baby. He's a cool drink. Kimba Walker. So you got Kimba. Well, the problem with Kimba is you don't know how good he could be because he's on that sorry Hornets team. Well, he is on that sorry Hornets team, and like we've said before, somebody has to get the points. So, hey, if – so they're going to interview the assistant coach from San Antonio, the Hornets, this week. If they, they hire that coach, do you think Kawhi Leonard could be in play to go to the Hornets? Uh, well, Kawhi Leonard's be already nice. been talked about as in play to go to the Hornets because Kimball Walker Ooh, going well, back to San Antonio in return. Oh, see, but that, I'd want no, to keep Walker. It's not going to happen without Those him in two. the deal. Oh. The, the Charlotte pick, Charlotte's done themselves a disservice, and Brandon has actually hit on this several times. Charlotte's been just a little bit too good for their own – for their own good yeah. here for the last Not four or five years enough. where you're picking in that 10 to 13 range and the picks that they have moving forward are not attractive enough that they're going to apply Kawhi Leonard away from San Antonio. Now, Parker Just, and Ginobili, this has got to be it for those guys. So they're gone. 
Kyle Lowry was the guy that I said should wind up in San Antonio. I kind of expected it to happen, and it almost did. He finally said, no, I'm going to go back to Toronto. But they have to get a point guard in there. This playmaker, Kimball Walker, be a great fit. We'll continue that thought on the other side. You're listening from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. I'm Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols in here missing Diamond Dave Kaplan and the brick well i feel the one I, good thing about brick being out is that we actually feel like we know basketball today like yeah I mean, he's he's gonna be sitting at home listening to this just shaking <laughs> his head these guys really don't know i really would have liked to get got his feedback on these all nba selections but whatever well and, and you know he said the field philly's up three one brother you better watch out and Cleveland tied up the series, so and it might Toronto, not be two, the field. Yeah. All right, so for our second All-NBA team, these are the guards we've talked about so far. We took DeMar DeRozan off the list because Canada sucks. You've oh, got Canada. Lillard and Curry. Does Kyrie stay on there? Did he get enough done this year? Yes. Okay. It's sacrilege. Kyrie yes. stays on there. So we've got Kyrie, Devin Booker, who oh. – is putting up a gazillion points a night out there in Phoenix. This is a guy. Let me let me tell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now, because five or six years from now, we're gonna be talking about this kid's career accomplishments. This is a one and done from Kentucky. I don't even remember him playing at Kentucky. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. This is a kid from the time he got into the NBA has been putting up points at a ridiculous uh, clip. He's going to be a guy 10 years from now we're like, damn, is he really like, you know, number 35 all-time in scoring? If this guy stays healthy and sticks around and is able to produce, he's going to put up an unbelievable number of points because most of these one-and-dones that have come out, especially the guys that sort of snuck under the radar, have taken three or four years before they've really gotten to where they are. DeMar DeRozan's a prime example. DeMar DeRozan came out as a one-and-done and just vanished for several years. Mike Conley comes to mind where he was in Memphis. Nobody even remembered who he was playing for until about year four. And he, oh, he's really good. Devin Booker from the time he hit there. And part of it's because he's been on a bad team. If you're looking for a team to buy low on, Phoenix is your team. If they come out of this draft and hit it out of the park with this lottery pick, they're going to have a top three pick almost assuredly. Phoenix has got some pieces out there. Devin Booker, Josh Jackson, Tyler Ewis doing his thing out there. That Phoenix team, is Ewis out there? I think I is. Yeah, anyway. Nice pieces. If they add a centerpiece that can play in the post, 
Phoenix is going to be something else. We talked about Sacramento. Sacramento's another team I'm high on with what they've got going. But watch out for those Suns next year. That's See, I, you can't you can't take away from Steph Curry. Steph Curry is second team All NBA. All right, Are I can borderline first. You, I can. Okay, so who would your so, second team guards be? And wait a minute before you, before I let you say that, let me let me make sure we're we're on the same sheet. We had Lillard, Curry, Kyrie, Booker, Jimmy Butler. Ben Simmons, Kimball Walker, and then we have to have Donovan Mitchell and Victor Oladipo on that list. They have to be worthy of consideration. Is there anybody else anybody wants to throw out there? Chris Paul only played about half the season. I'm not having that. Uh, Drew Holiday is a guy. Um, I don't think he's at that level yet. And then maybe Clay Thompson, who's really a forward. So I think we've got all our bases covered. Kyle Lowry shouldn't be in the conversation. So where are we at? Who are your two second-team guards based on that list, Brandon? This one's really tough. Kyrie, I said, it would be sacrilege not to have him. He played 60 games. Steph Curry played 51 games. I don't know. Is there much of a difference there? I mean, that's 15% of the season, 12.5% of the season. So my question is, I think if you look at it, Donovan Mitchell needs – there's some room for Donovan Mitchell. I think it's debatable that he okay. knocks one of those guys out because of games missed. Okay, so you're which, missing 30 games, Trent. You can't put. I mean, Donovan now, wait, wait, Mitchell. Here's the, okay, here's the other thing too, the though. Fourth or third best guard. Is, is in you're taking the Donovan NBA? Mitchell. No. Donovan Mitchell. We've argued is not even. I, I think Donovan Mitchell is your rookie of the year. But how can Donovan Mitchell? Not be yet. in the conversation without you dropping Ben Simmons' name. Not yet. Because Ben Simmons didn't turn it on until like the last three weeks of the season. Trent, who are your two guards since See, I can't get a clear answer the only, over here? The only problem I have, okay, now that you bring up games played, you got you got three choices. Take all the other guys all right, off who the are list. the three choices? It's either Irving, Curry, or Lillard. Okay, Lillard, Curry, Kyrie. So if – if, if, if you've given those, tell you, you, so you, hey, you said your piece. You're, you're done. You get no more input on this. Brandon, you've got three to choose from. Lillard, Curry, Kyrie. Which are they? Curry and Kyrie. Curry and Kyrie. Boom. Now, given that, so we've got Curry and Kyrie, two injured guards <laughs> as, our, as our second team guards. So this is how we're going to do. we got the third team. I told you we were going to get through three teams. We're going to go ahead and put Damian Lillard as our third team guard one. Yes. All right. I'm going to save the second guard on that team for the very end of this. At center, since I let you guys pick the guards, Andre Drummond is our center. Does anybody want to argue with me about that? Because if we look at the stats, it's not even close. I don't think. The only other person I would consider there would probably be Cat. You gotta well, you, give Motown. Some you've already love. written it down in pen. So what am I gonna say? <laughs> and I write David no, Kaplan. You guys got if you guys got beef. No, I good. I'm Andre good. Drummond. I agree. That's fine. Okay, your forwards. Were there any forwards that we left off early on? And here's my thing. I'm not sure. I can't feel good about. Plugging Carl Anthony Townsend as a, as a forward on this team. How do you feel about that, Trent? Well, no, that's fine. I would take that. I would agree with it. Can we put Carl Anthony Towns as a forward on this team, Brandon? Yeah. Third team All NBA. 
Yeah. Okay. And if we do that, we already established Al Horford. Mm, if you put, ta- I don't know, maybe Butler on Minnesota. Jimmy Butler's third team. Brandon, you make the, the call. I don't care one way or the other between Jimmy and, and the only other play. For, you got Blake Griffin, Paul George, Kevin Love, and that's really it. Paul George had a nice year. He had a nice year, but it was an all NBA type year. Paul third George team? is overrated in the first place. Third team. So uh, that's he, what it comes down to for you. You've got Horford, Jimmy Butler, and Paul George. Oh, we had Horford on there. No, Horford did not make the cut. Oh, well, I vote for Horford. <laughs> Trent, you make the call. I'm good. Dennis Al Horford. We'll go Horford. All right. And now, He's for this last guy. guard position, we've got we've got a, we, we find ourselves in a pickle. No you've pickle. got Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler. Ben Simmons, Kimball Walker, Donovan Mitchell, and Victor Oladipo. Diamond Dave, do you have a preference among those six players, I guess is what I'm asking. Dave said, it ain't got golf in it. I have no feedback. I ain't wasting my time with that. I ain't ain't nobody got time for that. Canada some love, man. DeMar DeRozan it is. What's Boom. that a boot? I forgot that we had. I forgot that we had disqualified. DeMar I was just going to say, wait, where's DeRozan? Is so, he on second team? All right, I'm interested that we were able to do that, and I don't think anybody feels bad about leaving Ben Simmons off out of the. I don't he, feel bad taking any of the rookies of the year off. I mean, how many? I don't know the stats. I'd have to look it up. But how many rookies made first team, second team, and probably a few made third team All NBAs? But we're not talking about Michael Jordans and Magic Johnsons and Larry Bird and LeBron Jameses. You may be. I'm going to tell you what. From what I've seen, Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons and the potential of a guy like Jason Tatum, this may turn out to be a great rookie class. Now, it's not a great draft class because Simmons is a year before. But this crop of rookies, there's some nastiness out there. You know who Simmons is going to be better than a guy on your favorite list? Who's that? Westbrook. Watch your mouth. Nope. He'll be well, he'll probably have mouth. five seasons in a row of triple doubles. I think Ben Simmons is the better Averaging. Ben Simmons is the better player, in my opinion, between him and Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan did more earlier in the year and all throughout the season in yeah. seventy nine games. And if you it's look true. at um if you look at I think it was Steph no, it was Kyrie Irving. Averaged 24 points over a 60-game span. Donovan Mitchell played 79 games, averages over 20, po- 20 points per game. The more impressive part of that with Kyrie is that Kyrie did it in a system on a team where they were winning ball games and blowing people out. And he was sitting, and I know he was great. There were some fantasy players that I play with that were really kind of irritated a couple of times because Brad Stevens wouldn't hesitate to sit him early in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter because there wasn't any sense in trotting him back out there. And in the end, it didn't do any good. He still got hurt, Um, which is – there's an interesting lesson in there. The guy that will be on this list that is not there this year, give me one name that you know for certain will be All-NBA, first, second, or third team that's not All-NBA this year. Give me at least one. Tatum. Jason, you think next year he'll be All-NBA? Next year he'll be at least – third team wow. possibly second fair enough who's not on this list ben simmons man well i mean but those ben are the, simmons the is going to be one of the better players in the league shock me though this is his first year playing an nba season 
and he already looks like he's in year five, year six. He might be when it comes out. The the they might have him on the All NBA. I, I would not be surprised. All, at all those guys left on the list besides Walker will probably be on there. And the NBA is known to do some hokey stuff. And when you look at it, I'm not going to lie. There is when when you look at the forwards on this team. Once you get through LeBron, Durant, and Giannis, you're sputtering at well, the. Well, they're going to move position. Simmons to the so forward. So <laughs> they they may mess around and slide Simmons into a forward position or something of that nature. I think that they will find it because the NBA wants to prop those rookies up and keep the 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 PR machine rolling. So don't be surprised if Simmons makes it onto the official All NBA third team the guy that i'm going to tell you i have no doubt in my mind not one iota of doubt chris Stapp's porzingis will be all nba next year yeah i like that i'll tell you um depends the, on how soon he comes well the back. power forward has just they're like dinosaurs they've died out, out kind of like the fullback in football yes because you guys got you got like these 6 10 6 11 people shooting three feet beyond the three-point line well the center's extinct Long it ago. is extinct. Sort of like Tyrannosaurus Rex. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. We got half an hour to go. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. I got a bad feeling about how the intro just went here. (laughs) So we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll be doing this all over again in the next 15 minutes. I really hope we're not. Maybe tomorrow night. 24 hours. 36 hours. Yeah, what are y'all doing tomorrow night? Yeah. (laughs) I'll bring in the beer. I should have stayed Trent, in bed. We were eating wings tomorrow night. I can feel it already. Segment four, I don't know. I lost the audio. Hey. You guys are going to have to redo it. So talking about the best franchise that has not won a championship. I didn't ask that question on the air, so nobody knows what you're talking about. Okay. So we're talking about the best franchise that in, has not NBA. won in yes, the NBA the championship. Best. The best, which is so, very arbitrary. There is a lot of options there, but the one stat that leads me to believe 
that they are the best franchise that has not won a championship yes is the indiana pacers i'm glad that you agree with me and so the stat is they have only gone five seasons in their history without making the playoffs that can't be true yep do you know the team that has the record remember those rick smith years Come on, man. Yeah, but the Pacers have been around forever, man. Five they have seasons only gone that the five Indiana's seasons. missed the playoffs. 1981-82 through 1985-86. After that, they've missed the playoffs, but five consecutive years, that's the most. Oh, no, no. Oh, I thought you were saying they've only missed no, the playoffs five times. That's okay. the longest drought they made uh, okay, without going sense. to the playoffs. The San Antonio Spurs, their longest drought? I don't One know. year. No way. One. They've never missed the playoffs in back-to-back years. Nope. Wow. Los Angeles Clippers. But they won a championship. Fifteen in the I can remember playoffs. the Clippers, man. When From Elgin Baylor was running that franchise. From seventy-seven to nineteen ninety-one, they missed the playoffs. Does anybody else remember when they took Michael Olawakandi with the first pick in the draft? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where did he go? To, did he go to Pacific? Azusa State, something like that. Oh my god! That's when everybody was trying to take the like Kwame Brown, the trendy big guy. Yeah, like I mean, and they all failed. Yeah, Ed Curry, Michael Jordan made Ed Curry cry like a baby. Didn't he? Didn't he play Ed Curry one on one before the draft? I think that's (laughs) a real thing. I think that's what he used to justify. I remember Pete Rose did that. Oh man, I can't remember the pitcher, but he he uh there was a free agent pitcher that the Cincinnati Reds were considering. I'll have to look that up. And before he would allow the front office to sign him, he wanted to come in and he was about fifty at the time and took batting practice off this pitcher and hit him around the park and decided, no, no, no. We don't want him. And he went on and blew up wherever he signed. But anyway, I digress. So we've established our three all NBA teams, first team, second team, third team. Kaplan, I'm going to run through this one time and see if you have any feedback. I don't. And then I'm going to ask you if <laughs> if kidding. any of these guys could beat you at golf. So the first team center Steph is Anthony Curry's Davis. Pretty good golfer, right? Uh, you know, he. I think he's going to buy the Masters. Yeah. If the whole yeah. Charlotte um, let Trey Young play. If the the Carolina Panthers deal doesn't work out, yeah. So okay. Anthony Davis is center. LeBron and Durant are our forwards. Harden and Westbrook are the guards. Second team, Embiid. I like that team. Uh, Yeah? You think you can win a championship with that team? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Embiid, Giannis, LaMarcus Aldridge, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving as the second team. Unless unless I was coaching the uh, Pacers, they wouldn't win with that team. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I didn't take my vitamins this morning. They're the best franchise to never win, right? That's well. You know, there's a case that could be made for Utah. Yeah, you tell that out there. You Seattle. What about old Sean Kemp, Gary yeah. Payton? Well, Seattle. Then they transformed into uh, Oklahoma OKC. City. Yeah, yeah. OKC. Yeah. And, and they haven't won one either. Yeah, they gacked one away. Yeah. Either, so sorry. third team: Andre Drummond, Carl Anthony Towns, Al Horford, Damian Lillard, Demar Derozan. So I think the best player that missed that squad would probably be either Jimmy Butler or Ben Simmons. Case yeah, can be made for Donovan Mitchell anyway. I think so, what happens is Steph Curry buys the Carolina Panthers, moves to Charlotte, plays for the Hornets, joins <coughs> Kawhi Leonard, and, and then Walker. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. No, they trade away Walker for somebody else. He goes no. back to, like, what, San Antonio? And then you trade him for, 
I don't know, whatever else. So back, we, we actually, I think we, we, we didn't get it in under the clock, but the, the talk in Charlotte now is Kawhi Leonard as a possible trade piece in a deal for Kimba Walker. Kimba has been a good citizen there in Charlotte. He's done his thing. This was his sixth season. Charlotte is a long way away. And Charlotte, it's crazy because they're one of these teams. We talked about this with the with um, the Pelicans. Their weakness is wing scoring. How Charlotte can't find wing scoring, I don't understand. Dwight Howard wound up being an inspired move last year. You've got nice guard play led by Kimball Walker. So what pieces could you send San Antonio besides like five first-round picks to well, keep Walker and have Kawhi and build off that? Well, I'll uh, tell you what also Monk Jeremy started, Lamb. started Hornets. Jeremy Lamb. The thing that started the new Hornets off on the wrong foot is that the league fixed the draft the year Anthony Davis was coming into the league, and he went to the Pelicans. And then the Hornet – I mean, you, that's a once-in-a-lifetime pick. The thing was Kobe ruined Charlotte. That was what started the downward you d- spiral. You don't think Vladi Divac is even – Trade well, no, for- it's an even <laughs> trade, but that's what ruined <laughs> ruined the whole. The, the second that Kobe went all John Elway and said, "I'm not playing for Charlotte," no, Char- the that problem, was the end of it. The Anthony Davis thing plays a key part of it, but Philadelphia was, except they were in a big market, was today's Hornets. They were finishing just inside or just outside the playoffs for year after year after year, and that's what Hornets are doing now. And you're not ever going to progress. And the one time you get a top ten pick. You you don't take Dennis Smith Jr. and you pick Malik Monk. Whoa, 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 I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Dennis Smith was not available. I thought he was no, still sir. available. No. Charlotte had the eight pick. Charlotte had the tenth pick. Yeah, tenth pick. Tenth pick. That's right. Yes. I thought he went eighth. Mavericks, My bad. Mavericks they didn't get a shot before. at him. Yes. Well, you still pick Malik Monk. My bad. Well, yeah, but yeah. Well, I guess that that begs the question: if you're sitting there it, retrospectively. If you're if you're looking at the NBA draft and you've got that tenth pick and Malik Monk is on the board, who would you have taken instead? Because it, basically in the NBA, unless you get lucky and you get a Kawhi Leonard, I think he went at 15 to Indiana and was traded to San Antonio and has become a franchise type guy. But by and large, you really just aren't going to get. You're not going to get those transformational type players if you're outside of the top five or six. You know, part of what's made Golden State what they are is the fact that they fell into some gems mm. in the middle first round and and late first round. So it's hard to criticize because as much as there is the player evaluation thing, it's just a matter of getting lucky. They sh- they could have had Donovan Mitchell. Could have had Donovan. They could have. They could have. So there's your answer. Had they taken Donovan Mitchell instead of Malik Monk, they'd be in great shape. Or, I mean, or Kyle Kuzma. Or even a Harry Giles. I mean, you're saying he's about to come on. Well, maybe he is and maybe he's not. What about Kyle Kuzma? Yeah, I just said Kyle Kuzma. I mean, they went back on the 40th and picked Dwayne Bacon. How's Bacon doing? Is he crispy? <laughs> How'd that happen? I don't know. How did that happen? So, all right, the NFL draft is almost upon us. And this is kind of crazy because it just doesn't happen anymore. 
The whispers are that Cleveland is going to take Saquon Barkley at number one. Running backs just don't go number one in the NFL draft. The value and the premium that's been put on that position has dwindled over the years. And you're always talking about a guy with a very short shelf life. They are the prime example of a guy whose career can end in a in the blink of an eye. So taking that number one pick and investing it into a guy like that that's very hit or miss to start with as to whether their game is going to translate to the NFL, I am completely against taking Saquon Barkley if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. And I'm very far from that. But talk about that, Trent. See, I think – I think that could be a great move. You have the first and fourth pick. You got Barkley, who is the clear-cut best player in the draft. So now you have your franchise running back. You have the fourth pick, which you could come around, and you take uh, Baker Mayfield. So then you have your franchise quarterback, which Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield played the same type of quarterback position. So you have your system set up where Tyrod Taylor holds the reins until Baker's ready. Boom, you got your franchise quarterback, you got a running back, you've got your uh, your defense set. Sounds good to me, man. I think the Browns are going to be aces and they're going to they're going to be an NFL franchise after so, this draft. So, oh, wait a minute. All right. I'm just want to make sure that I'm 100% clear what you just proposed as the way forward for the Cleveland Browns. You're suggesting that they take Saquon Barkley at 1 and Baker Mayfield at 4. And did I have that correct? Yes, but I would have a hard time passing on Chubb as well. But, no, I believe Baker Mayfield will be a star in this league. Well, If the Cleveland Browns – I'm going to go on the record right now, and I like to keep things rational, and I don't like bluster. If the Cleveland Browns take Barkley at one and Mayfield at four, it will be one of the worst drafts anybody's ever had. So you mean it will be a – Cleveland Brown draft. Yep. Huh. No. I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. I got a nick I got a nickname for Barkley though. Um Saquon the Chef. I don't get, get it. it. It's Ra- Raquan the Chef. <laughs> I don't I'm the one man it. army Saquon. I you look um I can't be taken out. I keep MCs looking out. You could just replace D- MCs with DBs. Oh, dear. Let me jump in this since I used to be a Cleveland Browns fan a long sure. time ago. Were you? During the long Tim Couch years? No, yeah. uh, it, it went to the Eric Metcalf years. Uh, Fun oh. teams back then, before we had a team here in Charlotte. Well, let me ask the question. Cleveland needs to pick a quarterback in, in one of the top four picks, right? right. Yes. Uh, I'm of the opinion – that you know the the Giants do they do they take a quarterback? Let's put it. Let's go there. No. So, I, now see, I disagree. If if I'm Dave Gettleman, obviously Eli Manning is on the way out the door. Eli cannot have much tread left on those tires. He's not doing anything but getting more expensive. You're if you're the Giants, you cannot look ahead and think we're going to get another bite at this apple because we're going to stink in the next year or two. They've got too many frontline household name type players on that roster to be back in the top three or four picks in the draft. You only get so many chances to take that loaded dice role at a franchise quarterback. Well, can I? Okay. Well, that being said, 
and me being the only used to be Cleveland fan, let me tell you what I would do. With the number one pick, I'd take Bradley Chubb. Here's why. Ding, ding, ding. You take Bradley Chubb. Is there that much difference between the top three, four quarterbacks in this draft? And you're going to get one of those guys with the fourth pick. Mm -hmm. So you go Bradley Chubb, and then you you got the New York Giants. I think they're probably going to take – if you take Chubb, it forces their hand. They do probably take Barkley or one of the – And then you got the Jets. And – they pick Rosen or okay. Or here's here's right. the thing with that, though. and then you get the other one. But do you Is like my logic? The, I you like, like your logic, except except never happen. It, here's the except. On paper today, to the layperson who hasn't sat in rooms interviewing these guys and pulled their tape apart, there may be very little separation between these quarterbacks. If these personnel guys have done their job, there's a lot, and we'll talk about what that might be on the other side. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu. Todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. We got 15 minutes left. And just a little bit of ground to cover here. Um, Brandon, you said that on paper there's only a little bit of difference between Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Allen, Allen, all these quarterbacks that are out there. Now, for us sitting here, I haven't ever had a private conversation with any of these guys. I haven't spent a zillion hours pulling apart tape. There are guys in that group that I like a lot. There's some that I like a little, and then there's some that I don't like at all. However, to say that there's only a little bit of difference and you can just settle for your next one, if you haven't done enough work in your personnel department to have clear lines of distinction between these guys, then you've sold yourself short. And and let me ask you this. When Eli Man or excuse me, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf went back to back, the same type philosophy could have been employed. Well, if we don't get one, we'll just take the other because they're so close. Well, Peyton Manning is you know, on the Mount Rushmore of the NFL, Ryan Leaf now is trying to resurrect a professional career as a radio guy and flamed out of the NFL. When you look back, and this is even the better correlation, is not Leaf and Manning. The better thing to look at is the 99 draft. 1999, people have forgotten this draft. Tim Couch went number one to Cleveland Browns. Donovan McNabb went number two to Philly. Who was the third player taken in that draft? Anybody? Bueller? Achilles Smith. You had quarterbacks went one, two, and three. And exactly the same thing was said. You only remember that because he was a bingle. Oh, I can't tell you how much Achilles Smith memorabilia I have at my house that I have no use for. (laughs) That helmet sitting right over there. 
Um, I think that's an Achilles Smith helmet that's probably worth negative 75 cents. At this yeah, point. you can put it right beside my Scott Dar- Darling jersey. My, my, <laughs> point, <laughs> my point with with the 99 draft is that as you looked at all of the mocks coming up into this into this draft, those three guys were just seen as interchangeable for those three teams. You know, well, you know, there's upside and downside. Each one of them, they're the same type guy. No, obviously Donovan Mitchell put up a potential. McNabb. Hall, did I say McNair? Yeah, you said what Mitchell. You said Mitchell. Donovan Whatever. Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, see, I still got Donovan Mitchell on yeah, the brain. Yeah, Donovan. It's hard to get out of the NBA and into the NFL. But Donovan McNabb is a borderline Hall of Famer. Tim Couch was a serviceable journeyman, and Achilles Smith was garbage. These are three guys going into that draft. It was like, well, Josh Allen, you know, um, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, one, two, three. You can just plug them in and take whatever. There are obviously not five quarterbacks coming into this draft that are going to be top-shelf frontline starters in the NFL moving forward. There probably is one or two. That's what history tells us. Two. Look back at the 85 draft with Elway, Marino. You forget that Blackledge was taken there. Tony Eason was taken in there. Guys that never amounted to a whole lot. So there is a clear difference. Okay. Well, you I've have told you, to get the right one. Well, I've told I, you what Cleveland should do. Now I'm going to say what they shouldn't do. What should they not do? Do not draft a quarterback number one and then trade back out of the fourth position to either – Miami Dolphins at number 11, who needs a quarterback. Number 12 to the Bills, who needs a quarterback. Or number 15, Arizona Cardinals, who need a quarterback. Why do you do say not, do not trade back? I, I just think you have – why – you got, what is it, two birds in the bush better than one in – I can't remember what that is, but you got – the picks. Like, I mean, right. it's rare that you have two top five picks. Number one, number – I'd rather trade you trade out of the number one – nah, don't even do that. Take um, take my guy, number one, my um, Chubb. Bradley Chubb. You got him on the other side of Miles Garrett. You got the two potentially best one-two defensive ends in the league. I, I think what you'll find out is if they do have a read on one of those quarterbacks, they'll pick them. That's that's what I if say. If they don't, is, then they're going to pick Barkley or Chubb. They have had they they didn't just find out they were getting the number one pick in the draft. This is not the NBA where they have to go through the lottery process. They knew a long time ago they were going to be picking at one or two. The evaluation process for these quarterbacks should have been going on all this time. They have to have one guy in their heads right now that stands above the right. above the field. They have to take that guy at one. But they if they have to, but if they go and they like two of them, then I think Brandon is right. They can play I'm, the odds, but I, I don't think that they're going to get a shot at two quarterbacks. I don't think that that I, I just don't see that the second quarterback on this board with the way this draft is set to fall to fall out I don't think that the second quarterback taken in this draft falls to number four now if Mayfield is their guy they may take a calculated risk and say the chances of somebody taking an undersized quarterback in the top three is minimal we'll roll the dice and if that's their strategy and they decide to employ it cool but if I'm the GM of the Cleveland Browns I have identified which of these quarterbacks I want and I'm taking him at one and I'm going to cross my fingers that Bradley Chubb falls to four because if Chubb doesn't, it's extremely likely that Saquon Barkley does because again, I don't think that well, but, well there's not enough room. Well, exactly. between between Rosen, Darnold, and some of them have projected Josh Allen, one of those three is still going to be left at four pick. Like I mean, I say you take the known, the Chubb, don't trade out of that pick and hope that you get 
Uh, the the guy out of Louisville, what's his name? Okay, here's my question to you, yeah. Brandon. What Lamar team? Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar get, Jackson. Tell me the team that has won a Super Bowl in the last 15 years that had two really good defensive ends and a garbage quarterback. Denver Broncos. Demarcus Ware and Von Miller. Who was the quarterback on that team? Peyton uh, Manning. Beat up. Peyton Manning. It was, was a beat up Peyton Manning, dude. That time. He was on life support. Dude, he threw for yeah. like 115 yards. He had no arm. He couldn't throw it over the 20 Broncos. yards or something. Listen, the Browns are going to draft a quarterback no matter what. Dude, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb will not go higher than pick two. And why he may even be considered at pick two is because how – does the well, New York Giants build their Super Bowls on defense? Well, and they this. don't have a defensive player. Bradley Chubb is going to be an Indianapolis okay. Colt, no matter what you think. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Is the Browns gonna, are they going to win? Indianapolis fly into that conversation. That's where Chubb's going to go because nobody else is going to take him. Are the Browns going to win the Super Bowl next year? No. Okay. Let's apply so the same Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets logic to this team. Don't build from the ground up. You don't. Odds are they're going to have a good stab at next year's quarterback. Like why? Why not? Why not gamble? Everybody has a stab for, at next year's quarterback. Why not gamble so, with the fourth pick in the draft? You can't go that wrong. There's not that much difference between. There's differences in how they play, but the quality of play is not. The that Ohio deep. River in Cleveland is already on fire. <laughs> if they don't take a quarterback at number one, the rest of that garbage town is going to burn down. That's with the same. Okay, let's river. make sure that we're 100 percent clear. The Ohio River does not go through <laughs> Cleveland. Whatever, however, however, dirty however, garbage river is, is, the lake is, it is still, on fire. Is it still so. on fire because? They took Tim Couch that high. Yes, that's okay. exactly why. It's is on fire because they missed on all Cle- these how many, quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks? They like thirty quarterbacks have started since then. That's exactly the problem. Is and what, they've never what pick hit. did they take him? They took him at number one. Okay, that's my point. But okay, all right. By that logic, though, let's look back at Philly, who picked at number two. Philly went to the NFC Championship five times in a row. And went to a Super Bowl because they hit with Donovan McNabb, and they just and you went to the Bengals Super Bowl again. At three. And you don't think, and you don't think it's possible for them to hit with a number four pick. I think it's possible, but but you're saying that to do that, they may be looking at the third quarterback that was available. How many times have you seen three quarterbacks come out of the first round of a single draft that have been legitimate good starters in the NFL? How many quarterbacks are going to be drafted in the first round? Five. Six. I'm five? going with five. I say the whole yeah, first five. round. Yeah, five. Definitely. It could be six. Lamar I Jackson. Six. Uh, Lamar Jackson is in that is in that Ma'am. mix too. And yeah. Lamar Jackson, if he gets out of the first round, if I come out, of, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Lamar Jackson does not get drafted in the first round, whatever team I'm with doesn't even matter. After the after day one closes. I'm on the phone. I'm willing to give up almost my entire draft. Lamar Jackson's going to be the first quarterback in this draft to win a Super Bowl. You may be right. Because he's He's going to go to a good team. Patriots. (laughs) If not the Patriots, there are other places he could go because it doesn't appear that anybody's looking at him that's at the top end of that draft, but it's teams that are licking their chops down there and be like, hmm, we'd love to have this guy in our system for a couple years. It's such a Jets move to pick Baker Mayfield too, right? You know what I'm saying? It would be. It would be the perfect Jets move. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos didn't draft Baker Mayfield. 
And I think out of those teams that you said that need to jump up, what, the 11th, 12th, and 15th pick, I can see Denver sliding back to those. Here's what yeah, I'll say about Denver. It will surprise me if the Broncos take Baker Mayfield because of John Elway. John Elway was a superior athlete in terms of size, stature, and ability and was that type of quarterback. The quarterbacks that he has brought in, been big. except for Peyton Manning, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon's a heck of an athlete. Paxton Lynch, nice athlete with a gigantic arm who is not panning out. Case Keenum is a small dude. Case Keenum is a stopgap at best. I don't think John Elway so, has yeah, any illusions system, about Case Keenum being their leader. The same in the system for all that those. they could run the with Baker Mayfield. I do think if Cleveland trades out of their spot, do it with either Denver, like you're talking about, or the Colts. Then you can kind of control. You have a little more control, still being right there. That might be a good move. See, Brandon, I agree with your the part of your premise where you said you only get these picks so often. Be bold and take the pick. I agree. Commit right. to something and go with it. I just disagree with rolling the dice and saying, well, if we don't get one quarterback, we get the other. Because you and I are cut from the same cloth. We make decisions based on what we've got. Well, and it's not like, well, plan B will be okay if, if if plan A doesn't work out. If I don't have a clear leader in the clubhouse right now with these quarterbacks, then none of them can be very good. Well, Giants only need a backup quarterback. The Jets are going to screw their pickup. <laughs> so, odd, odd enough, you might still get your pick at number four that if you've wanted the entire If any of the time. talking heads know what they're talking about, if any of these beat reporters know what they're talking about, if Barkley's there at two, the Giants are going to take him. Yeah, Giants. I think it's a bad pick. Yeah. I think it's a bad I've watched Saquon Barkley very closely for three years. Saquon Barkley is not a third down back in the <coughs> in the NFL. And the guys that have gone early that have justified their pick as a back here in the last few years, Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, Ezekiel Elliott, this guy is not anywhere near that class well, of back. That's why you got to take Chubb with the first pick, because there are other alternative in the Giants. Right now, they're talking about taking Chubb. Yeah, it's between well, that's them. what I would do. Yeah, they need them. They traded away their best defensive guy. You just said he was going to be picked twelfth, huh? <laughs> Chubb. You just had Chubb being picked. No, 12th. Indianapolis Colts have the uh, sixth pick. They pick. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah they traded. I up. find it impossible to believe Bradley Chubb is going to slide to the sixth spot. Yeah, we I, shall you see. Heard it here first. No, we he won't slide past the fourth pick. He won't. He, yeah, will he not won't slide past. He will not slide past. And the idea on paper, if I if I'm playing Madden, I'm. You know, I'm wanting to have Chubb and uh, Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett on either side. Hey, we've done our best today. We hope you enjoyed it. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.